Welcome to Big Trouble, a podcast capturing the struggles of our day-to-day lives as Asian millennials. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing burnout. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Big Trouble Podcast and listen to our episodes wherever podcasts can be found. We have a lot of hot new content coming out for you guys, so you don't want to miss out. Hope you enjoy this episode. Burnout. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how we can open these episodes because after you called me out that we only start with uh, going so, I thought we would need uh, a new intro to all of our topics. That's on so. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so, I, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Burnout, that's the topic uh, for this for this episode. I think probably a lot of people who listen and a lot of our friends, I think, have, have experienced burnout to, to differing degrees. And so we thought it'd be cool to, I don't know, to go through what it's like for us, what, what we've experienced, and I guess some of the growing pains associated with, with burnout. Yeah. Where do you want to start? I think, I think an interesting thing is, like, I, I feel like burnout's always been kind of here and there. And we've probably experienced it as kids as well. Yeah. Um, but that was probably because we we just we didn't really know better we probably didn't classify it as a burnout you know we're just like i'm sad or or some dumbass thing like that but yeah. what do you think was the first time that you felt like true burnout and like when did you think you recognized it yeah <laughs> sorry i'm just <laughs> i'm literally picturing like 7 year old introspective john like sitting on the playground after losing in grounders and being like oh i'm i'm sad is this burnout I just imagine that's that's like your first experience. Um, yeah, I think it's a good question. So let's see. When was the first time I felt burnt out? And then when did I recognize it? Um, I Okay, so I think now that we're far removed, I'd say the first time that I think I truly felt burnt out to the point where I, I had acknowledged or recognized it is, or at least, at least, that I can think of going that far back would probably be like, yeah. I don't know, summer 20, what summer 2016 would it have been? Yeah. In, in my second internship at our old company, I think mm-hmm. I was like, for context, I was six, like, I don't even know. That was my second term. Right. So like month six, five or six, um, essentially of being an intern and working as an intern. Right. Which is like, yeah, everybody knows interns are pretty much useless. <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry for everyone who's, who's, going into an internship right now or who had already done one or who knows John and I from internship, whatever. But I was like taking over a role of somebody who had eight years of fucking experience, eight fucking years of experience. And they were like, Oh, let's let this absolute idiot still in university, like has a terrible fucking GPA. Like let's let this guy take over. And I remember like, yeah, I just, I got yelled at by clients all the time, like literally berated in, in public meetings multiple times. I, I felt entirely alone, had like no support from managers, no support from senior managers, whatever. And like everything in my life was just absolute dog shit. I was getting like no sleep. I was probably working like, I don't even know, maybe 80, 80 hours a week, working around the clock, going home Damn. and still working. Yeah. I just hated showing up to work. Like, I just absolutely hated it. I was so, so, like, I was just so sad, so miserable all the fucking time. In the moment, I just thought that was, like, I didn't think that it was that it was normal by any means, but I just thought that was, like, growing pains associated with work, right? Like, this is just a struggle yeah. that you experience with work. So, I, I, in that moment, I didn't think I was burnt out or that I was experiencing burnout. 
but definitely like looking back a couple years later i can be like i think i can pinpoint like that was the first time i had ever felt truly truly burnt out um for many many reasons right like whatever the causes may have been like work personal relationships all that kind of stuff but that that period of time i can say is like the first time i I can say that I um, felt burnt out, but I didn't recognize it in the moment. And I definitely didn't recognize it like, you know, three months later. I didn't re- I didn't recognize it a year later. Once I started full time and once I had experienced yeah. burnout again, that's when I was like, whoa, like this, this is, is a familiar was. feeling, right? Like this is yeah. this is something I've experienced. This is something I've been through. And it's only at that point where I could I could say like, OK, I was burnt out then. I'm burnt out now. And like it's it's the same experience. But yeah. yeah, definitely not a heat of the moment. Like at the end of my internship, I was like, yeah, I'm really burnt out. I didn't even know, like, I didn't even think that was a term until probably like when we first started full-time working, like 2018, 2019, to be honest. Yeah, 2016, Paul was like, woo, I'm on the grind, baby. Grind <laughs> yeah. don't stop. <laughs> yeah, pretty I much. I love working here. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, it's miserable, but this is work. Like, it's fine. And now, now looking back, I'm like, dude, that I was an absolute fucking idiot. Like I should have known, right? Like. There's so many telltale signs, but yeah, I think that's that's probably my first moment. How about you? Yeah, so same same thing, same uh, same company, but during my intern days as well, because I just felt like so helpless and so alone, and I almost felt stupid wanting to ask for help because like, oh, like doesn't everyone go through this? Everyone goes through the same kind of process. Like, why why can't I do it? Why am I the one suffering? Yeah, kind of thing. And it's like, oh, like everyone else seems to just kind of get it, which probably wasn't true. But, like, that's kind of how I felt and saw it. And I think my team really took, like, honestly, I, took, I think they took advantage of me a lot, knowing that I was, you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, um, like, looking for a full-time offer. Like, they knew. You know, once they know you, you like, want a promotion or you want yeah. a full-time offer, you're fucked because they're going to abuse the shit out of you. Like, there's so many, like, little things that weren't even, I would say, core to the job that they made me do. And it just like made it all around like the worst experience ever. You're just, like um, what? Like you're running around giving coffees to everyone or what? <laughs> no, no. I honestly, I wish it was that because I think that would have been less, like it would have been better. Yeah. Um. So I think there's two instances. One is like obviously you know like we have the hoteling system, but there's also meeting rooms that are hotel like hotel like first come first serve. Okay, and for, every for day, anyone who okay also sorry before before oh, yeah. for for those of you who are concerned or or confused. What John means by hoteling is like you book a desk and a room ahead of time and then like that's your desk for the day, but you can only do it the day before essentially or like a couple days before essentially is, is what he means. Not like an actual yeah. hotel room. Yeah, <laughs> good, good clarification. Um, it's kind of like a library. First come, first serve for a lot of things, right? And there's like larger meeting rooms that are also first come, first serve. And my team wanted to sit at the same spot every day for like the like four-month engagement. Right, but it's like a it's like a bloodbath for for those meeting rooms because it's first come first serve. So they would make me come in early every day to like reserve that spot, like every single day. They're like, "Yo, John, you live like the, you live like the closest to the office, so you gotta go do it." You know, and like maybe that's true, but that is not a good reason for me to be the one that has to do it every day. You know? Yeah. And then um, the other one was if you remember, like you know, most co- corporate companies you have to do like employee training, right? And yeah. because sometimes uh, when we're consultants and we uh, handle company data from uh, other companies, they, they actually required us to do the company training. So I actually, I had to do three sets of the human resources training because I did my senior managers and my managers training. 
<laughs> so on the weekend one day, they they gave me all their tokens, like because you need you need like the RSA token to log into yeah. the corporate site. Oh I had all of them, and I was just clicking through my computer to unlock like to do all everyone's uh hr training okay that's which was an hr violation in itself you know yeah that is so bad okay that's that's pretty bad man it's actually pretty crazy if you think about it we're like literally on opposite sides of the country both like suffering just getting railed Yeah, maybe that's maybe it was meant to be maybe your friendship was meant to be just from from previous trauma but if that was the case, the then if that, if that was the case, like we literally would be friends with everyone who worked at our previous company <laughs> because like everyone has severe trauma at that place. But anyways, you know, I digress, whatever. So like, what, okay. what's, oh yeah, yeah, go no, ahead. No, no, no. So when did you recognize that you were burnt out? Like, what, was it the same in the sense that you, a year later, two years later, you're like, fuck, that was what burnout is. Or at the end of your internship, were you like, yo, fuck this place. I'm burnt out. Like I got to get the fuck out. Yeah, I, I was definitely very, very burnt out, and I felt like I, I knew it. Um, it didn't take me till the next year because I feel yeah. like I was just because also because you did yours in two stints, but mine was one eight eight month experience. Yeah, yeah. So it felt like the like a very long hellhole, and yeah, like at that point, like I was just not sleep. Like all I was doing was work, eat, and then sleep. Yeah. Pretty much, just so like it really sucked, and I think having like very little mentorship, which is, was kind of what I was I was gonna ask you afterwards, was like. Do you think now that you've experienced this, that you would be better to your juniors and you would be able to recognize others burning out? Or do you think we're all too consumed with our own lives and shit to care about, like, you know, other people's burnout? Yeah, I, I'd say... Like, you would like to think it's the first one, right? Yeah, like, I, but, I think I would like to think in an ideal world or even in a, in a realistic world, if we were to go through a similar situation where, you know, a couple years removed now, we're not the most junior people on our team, that yeah. we would have the the empathy and sort of the, like, the I don't know what the ability, like, what's the, like, the ability to reflect and, like, take a step back and be like, okay, I can see that people on our team are going through what I went through when I was a junior, right? Like, when I was an analyst, mm-hmm. when I was an intern, I can, I can sense that we're going through that. I would want to believe that that's true. And I, I think... I don't know. I that's the thing is like I I, I can't say with a hundred percent certainty that I think I would recognize it and not and, and not contribute to it, right? And yeah, I, I yeah I don't, <laughs> that, I don't. That, that's the honest <laughs> truth. To be completely honest, like to be completely truthful, yeah. like I I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Yeah, die a hero or live your live long enough to see yourself become the villain, right? Yeah, pretty, like um. pretty much. I I I, I don't. <laughs> I think a part of it is also. Um, there are so many people at our old company, right, that are people who started as an intern all the way up to, like, a partner senior manager. And whenever mm-hmm. those people don't have the ability to, like, relate back to you and, like, understand where you're coming from and empathize with you, it always shocks me where I'm like, you guys know exactly oh, what it's like to be an intern. You know what exactly what it's like to be an analyst, being absolutely grinded by your team. You guys are treating us like shit either way. And so part of me just like I don't think those are I don't think those people are bad people, right? By nature. But somewhere along the road they just forget that everyone's getting fucked. And I would like to believe that I'm not there yet and like I would recognize it and try to be better, but I don't know. Yeah, that I think I would also like to think that I'm better than that and would help others. But you know, I feel like we're like in that weird like, like millennial age bracket where 
we're not necessarily old guards, so we're not like, yeah, you must do your, yeah, you must grind and you know, pay your dues, whatever, right? But we're also not like you know Gen Z, where like, oh, I need like four days off, like I need I need a one day <laughs> off a week, yeah. um, you know, I need like five, twenty thousand dollars for mental health benefits, like uh, I don't like don't text me after five p.m. Like that's you know you know, my time kind of thing. Yeah. So we're like in this little weird thing where we've done the pay our dues, but we're not necessarily, you know, soft Gen Zs, I guess. I don't yeah. know if that's the right word. <laughs> soft don't, <laughs> soft don't, Gen um, Zs. I wonder how many people you're going to piss off with that <laughs> comment. Don't cancel me. <laughs> um, but I no, I think it's true because I feel like sometimes the, the Gen Z generation does seem a little extra soft. And like they're not like, I don't know. I don't know. That's probably not the right way to put it. Like maybe they just have like they're they're like overly cautious with their boundaries where we like our generation wasn't necessarily yeah and it made that's what makes us I think that's what makes me sometimes like less empathetic them. empathetic because I'm like no you guys just don't want to work hard or like you guys aren't like putting in the effort that you know maybe like what we did and then I think subsequently that's how the old guard and boomers think the about boomers us. the boomers think about us that we didn't put in the grind and it's just like a trickle down. Yeah, I mean, I think down. Fuck. I think to be completely honest, though, I think like the Gen Z model of like setting professional boundaries and being very enforceful about it and like being quote unquote soft. I'm quoting John, by the way. I'm not quoting anyone else. I'm quote unquote John saying soft. Right. I think there's value in that. I think like, you know, let let's let's take a step back. Right. If you yeah. were an intern. Right. Let's say let like, like let's say if you could go back to being an intern, if you had a man like which manager would you ma- which manager would you prefer? Would you rather prefer the manager that says, Hey John, it's a Saturday, four PM, like I need you to fucking do my HR training for our client by Sunday, like five yeah. PM because that's when it's due? Or would you rather have a manager that like accidentally texts you on Saturday morning, like updating you what needs to be done on Monday? And then they text you again and be like, "Oh, sorry, John. Like I under like I, I I forgot for a second. Like I remember um you're setting boundaries. I don't want to text you on the weekend. I know like this probably should and could wait. So let's talk Monday morning. Like enjoy the weekend, whatever. Like which manager would you prefer, right? Yeah. No. Of course. I feel like yeah. Those are two very separate instances, though, right? Like two very like that. The 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 second scenario is never going to be favorable. Like yeah. that person's just an ass. Yeah. I would like to think that I, I I am a scenario one manager as well. Like usually sometimes no, you you no, no, you mean a scenario two manager where you're respectful of your of oh their yes boundaries. yes <laughs> yes I think I'm pretty respectful um of people's boundaries, especially now working with developers. Like they they hate working after like six, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I would hope to be, but I guess we'll see. Who knows. Okay, so yeah. if that was okay, so if that was your first time feeling burnt out and recognizing it, what is like the most recent memory you have or recent time you have of feeling burnt out as well? Like I I don't know. I would I would hope it's not recent like super recent, but Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's that recent. Like I think from a work perspective, like things have been pretty good. Like obviously, the role can be stressful cuz you're you're taking on a lot of things. Yeah. But I think in a more like generic sense, like life in general, has me a little burnt out sometimes because I feel like I'm trying to do too many things at the same time. You know, when you just want to succeed and do well in every aspect of your life. But I know that in reality, it's like very difficult to be able to do everything, every single thing in your life 
to 100% because you'll just you'll fucking die because there's just too many things to do, right? Like, if you think of all your priorities, you, there's probably at one moment you can probably work on, like, three, maybe four, I personally believe, and do those very well. Okay, so you know? when when when's the most recent time that you felt burnt out at life in general? <laughs> Honestly, like, right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, but that's okay. Fair. That's okay. You know, like I, I recognize that you can't do it all. I just haven't matured enough to actually apply that knowledge. You know. Yeah. Fair. That's. Fucked. Yeah. I'm like I'm like burnt toast right now, man. Absolutely fucked. That is fucked. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think life in I don't know. I always make the joke that like, life is too tiring. One, too tiring, and two, too expensive nowadays. I didn't even ask for this shit. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. I didn't like. <laughs> I didn't choose to fucking be born. I didn't choose to come into this world. And like, yeah, one life is way too fucking tiring for this shit for it to be fucking fun. And two, it's too fucking expensive for it to be fun. I'm like, dude, I didn't choose this life. Like, why? Why is everything just so tiring? But I don't really. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I feel that on and off as well. But I think like I don't know. I probably felt really burnt out from november to january of this year i think you probably saw it like i think yeah. pretty much everyone really saw it i get i guess in my life i think in terms of like how i felt and and like how i've been i think i've definitely turned a stone a little like turned over the rock a little bit in in february and tried to get back to normal a little bit more but yeah i mean i think like the base emotions are still very much the same right i think like loneliness like frustration like anger sadness like being tired all the time exhaustion all that kind of stuff um i'd say i feel i felt it like in november to january just like life is just really really busy but i think in particular work was really really busy and when work makes up you know 60 percent of your day it's really hard to get out of that but yeah i i think like the one silver lining at least to me which like i don't know if it was like (laughs) i don't know if it was externally shown because i was pretty like downbeat for uh the last couple of months but I definitely felt them internally in a lesser degree. So like all of those negative emotions, all of like the stress associated with being burnt out, I definitely felt them to a lesser degree. And I think like the silver lining there is just like, I think there's some growth in terms of like my ability to like separate myself and get away from it and push away from it. I think like if I were to go through this again, or like if I were to have gone through what I had experienced in November to January, like when I was, you know, 20 years old i think it probably would have it, it would probably would have like ruined me even more than it already has right so yeah um yeah like there is some good to the fact that like i think with growth and with maturity and with age like you learn to sort of just get over things <laughs> a little bit better i don't know yeah yeah do you, do you know that meme it's like it's not a meme but it's like there's always like a it's like a, a pic there's like two pictures one is like a baby wolf and it has like one arrow in its back and then it's like uh i got like an adult wolf with many arrows in in its back and it's like your problems don't get easier you just get stronger oh <laughs> no i don't know that, what meme you're talking about and i don't even want to know what meme you're yeah talking i'll about. send it to you later man i'll send it to you later it but yeah, sounds so cringe like, it sounds like the type of shit that you'd see in someone's fucking bathroom like pinned up right when you're about to take a fucking shit like across the toilet yeah, it's, it's some fucking i don't know some some crazy affirmations shit man you know but yeah i i, I think i like you just kind of get better at it right you recognize it better you're just like a 
more mature individual as well. And you're like, yeah, hey, like, maybe yeah. you know you can recognize it. Recognizing it is a big thing too, I think, because if you don't know, you're just kind of in in like the storm and you can't even get out because you're like so helpless. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I think I just have like I, I I don't know. I feel like one of our like one of our like one of my best friends, um, besides you. I think his comment to me is always like, "Do like something that you're very good at, but something that you're very bad at is like you just work really, really hard at everything you do, which like obviously isn't something terrible, but in a lot of ways, it's super, super hard to to set boundaries and to distance yourself. And I think like that's like if I had one giant red flag, which like I have many of, but I think like one of them is just like I don't know what it's like." turn off i don't know what that feeling is like i don't i don't okay I don't, relax gary v no, <laughs> gary, <laughs> you, you want to quote gary v you're gonna you know you can you can learn more you can learn more about nfts on on discord than you can on uh, going to university i fucking hate that dude i hate gary v so much but i just like i don't know i i, I think larger question to that is like i think you're very much the same so like you can't even talk shit but yeah. I, I think you're you're very much the same. I don't know how much do you think like how much do you think that is just like who you are as a person, and how much do you think can be contributed to other things like your family and like your upbringing, and I guess maybe even like your your culture and heritage and your ethnicity, all that kind of stuff. Like, do you think that has anything to do with it, or do you think it's just like innate to you that you are like the Gary V of um of uh VR games? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> um that's a good question i think a lot of it does have to do with like the environment you were raised around like yeah. if let's say like you know in another world in, in another multiverse you know you and i were not born like first gen immigrants and we were born to like fifth gen like we were born white bro <laughs> fifth gen white mans you know you know you know, you have generational wealth. Like, I think the biggest thing is, like, there's less of a... Not that to say that they aren't smart and they can't get shit done. And, like, they, they aren't very successful. But I think they have the luxury of not having to feel this, like, urgency mm. to, to, to succeed. I feel like some, like, I think first-gen immigrants just have, like, a bigger sense of urgency to need to succeed because there's less of a fallback. Uh, in a sense yeah so yeah i i I think like i think a part of it is just um at least like asian people in like canada or america right i think it like it's still a somewhat recent um like recent move right like there aren't that Mm -hmm. many like fifth sixth gen like asians in america and in canada like a lot of it is like i don't know maybe the most you'll see is like a third generation right and even then whatever like it, it's still like pretty it's not super super recent but also not like yeah it's not like generational like history in terms of um north america i think with um with immigrant families and and people who are new to the land and new to north america all that kind of stuff i do think there's just yeah there's there's an instinct of survival that's needed right like you don't have the the familiarity of generational wealth like you don't have all of that you're starting brand new in a brand new place and um i think like the stories that you hear the stories that you see the stories that you live are very very much different than people who are like 
like not native to here because like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's another story. <Yikes. laughs> that that we're not going into the whole that whole argument. Yeah. But um like people who have been here for a very, very long time, like situationally it's so different. So yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I think you have to attribute some of it to like being an immigrant, moving here when you're really young and your family uprooting their entire lives and having to start from scratch. Like I don't think it's super uncommon in like your friend group and my friend group here to see your parents working, like working like effortlessly, you know, tirelessly Mm -hmm. all day, all night to make something up for you. Or like even your mom staying at home and and taking care of you, all that kind of stuff. I think growing around that neighborhood, growing around that, that, you know, presence and that sort of identity, I feel like it has to, it has to have an effect on who you are and, and how dedicated you are and how hardworking you are as well. Like, if that's all you know, and you don't know anyone who's like a straight up bum and, and you know who's like just jobless, doesn't give a fuck about anything, like, if you grow up seeing that as the model of someone who does something, then I feel like you have like you follow it by nature, right? It, here's a here's an interesting thing that uh, I've been trying to think more about uh, recently is do you think a lot of people feel like they're like, especially Asian people? Sorry, so do you think a lot of like Asian people? first gen like us feel that like our success can be very like conditional like our status and like our achievements are very conditional and you're always trying to you always have to prove yourself constantly because like our yeah you know like our status achievements can be like taken away at all conditional in what sense I guess, okay, so I, I can maybe not to generalize it, but sometimes I feel just because I do something well once and get praised for it, like the second I, I, I mess up, like it, it'll all get taken away. Everyone would just be like, yeah, you know, like everyone would be like, yeah, you're great. But then the next day, if I mess something up, it'll all get taken away, just like a snap of a finger. No, and I, I, I no. think... No, you don't. You don't see that. You no, don't I don't. I don't think at so at all. I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm the minority, but I don't think. Uh, I don't think I've ever thought of it that way. Like, I just think. I guess my viewpoint on it is just like you just have to grind. <laughs> like you just have to work. Um, and yeah, yeah, and I agree. I agree with the grind mentality, but I feel like a lot of it is like this insecurity from like other people's validation that could slip away very easily. I don't feel that. I I, like, I don't feel that like I work hard or like I'm driven to work and like to be dedicated on the idea that like I can't slip up or I can't make a mistake or like something's going to be taken away from me. I think for me, the way I view it is like, there's so much I just need to do. Like there's so much I want to do. Like there's so much I want to provide like for my family as well that like, I just have, I just have like too many things that I need to do and not enough time. And so like, that's why that's how I, like, that's why I operate the way I operate. Not because like, I'm scared that not, not saying that you're doing it because you're scared, but like not doing it because there's, um, like the risk of something being taken away from me at any point, I guess. Yeah. Do I just have like mad imposter syndrome? Yeah, maybe. May, yeah, who hurt you this week? <laughs> <laughs> Too many people to, to count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the manager and your senior manager who made you do their learnings for you. Um, yeah, dude. Okay, so if you, 
if you felt like, um, I mean, obviously you felt burnt out, but whenever you felt burnt out, like, do you have any, like, do you have any coping mechanisms that you think are helpful? Uh, or like, what were like, what were some of your original coping mechanisms? And then like, what are some of your coping mechanisms like now? Cause like, I would assume that with age, like your coping mechanisms, mechanisms have probably changed. But actually now that I say that, knowing you, you would assume, yeah, knowing you, I you know that they've so. not fucking changed whatsoever. You could be, you're, you're going to be 40 and have the same coping mechanism. I swear to God. Yeah. That's why I'm going to be, I'm going to end up being a partner at our old firm. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, yeah, I think for me, working hard just means I gotta play harder in the like very cliche <laughs> sense. Yeah. So coping coping mechanisms usually revolve around like heavy binge drinking because yeah. it's fun. It's fun for me. It's not fun for everyone, but that that to me is like something that's a good stress reliever. You have a good time. Overall, just a good like thing to do. However, I know for a fact that that's not really what I need when I'm burnt out because it doesn't give me the time to properly recover. Like you need time, like downtime, right? You need time yeah. to like for yourself um, on top of doing fun stuff. Right. But not necessarily going out like two, three times on the weekend, getting like completely fucked up. And then you're not like well rested for the following week of further burnout. So it's yeah. just like a vicious cycle. Um, and I, I know we've, we've both lived that vicious, vicious cycle. Um, and, uh, like like sometimes you, it's just, that's just how it is. Yeah. I like how you have the self-realization now to be like, that's not a healthy habit, but I'm still not going to change it. At least that's a step forward. Cause I think like two years ago, you would have been like, fuck you. That's the right thing to do. Like it's healthy. It's good for me. So at least you have the maturity to realize like, it's not the, you know, not the best thing all the time, but it's, it's, it's your way of doing it. So. So, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily healthy, um, but it helps. Yeah, and I think everyone takes out their, their like, they have their, their vices. In, in, yeah, in their own way. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't say shit, really. Okay, <laughs> um, so, okay, I mean, like, that is, I mean, obviously, I think that's still, like, one of your main coping, coping mechanisms, but are there anything, yeah. like, are there any other more recent discoveries that you've realized you're like oh like i don't know a nice nice book <laughs> and a, and lighting a candle gives me <laughs> gives me a way out to cope with burnout or like it, are there anything are new discoveries about how to cope with it i find cleaning kind of helps because like mm. having a clean space kind of just makes you feel better um so i like to do like deep cleans Cause then, and then everything's clean and at least you feel better about yourself. Cause I feel like once you're like kind of in that vicious cycle of being burnt out, your like physical environment's a mess and then your mental state's a mess and everything just feels so gross. So at least having one, like, like a clean environment is a good clean slate to, to start, you know, yeah. healing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think cleaning is therapeutic for a lot of people. Including myself. Yeah. It's not really the act of cleaning, though. It's, like, just having a clean space. So maybe I should just pay someone to do it for me. <laughs> you just go binge drinking. You let someone come yeah. in the house. You <laughs> and come back, and you're like, two in one, baby. I have a clean two house, and I'm fucking blackout. 2x deficiency, baby. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> amazing. You're welcome for the great idea. That's too fucking funny. Yeah. What about uh? What about yourself? Uh, 
yeah, again, like coming back to the whole like I can't be too judgmental about about John's vices and his own ways. Like I'm gonna make a a broad generalization more more so as a joke, so please don't come after me. But like I feel like <laughs> I feel like Koreans either have a drinking problem or a smoking problem, or in the worst case, maybe probably both. And <laughs> I can happily say I don't have a drinking problem. I may have a little bit of a smoking problem. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like more socially more than anything. But um, I think, in, yeah, in a lot of ways, it's just like stress relief. Like you get your mind off of things like a nice head rush takes you out of the moment, <laughs> even though it's very fleeting. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely on the other side of John, like binge drinking, not so much anymore. Um, but yeah, I can't stay away from from nicotine for too long. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So, what are what are some more wholesome coping mechanisms that you have? Because we basically talked about binge drinking and smoking cigarettes so far. Hey, hey, hey it's not it's not ju- it's not always cigarettes. Okay. <laughs> okay we we've, we've basically we've basically only brought up binge drinking and smoking. So, I don't know. I think cleaning is honestly pretty therapeutic. I, I like the act of cleaning for me actually. Like. I'd say like I really looked forward to um to uh to cleaning like when I was in a really really bad mood like cleaning would always like yeah. help me decompress and like you know yeah forget things and sort of push them away yeah what are you doing on Saturday you want to come clean my house for me fuck off <laughs> fuck off I'm not cleaning it for free bitch <laughs> um I also think. I think like a good meal with like friends, like I think a social event that isn't like getting blackout that easy, but I think just like a really good meal with friends. I think like making yeah. like good memories like that, I think is, is probably one way. And like for me, the other is like to go the full opposite end of the spectrum. Like instead of, instead of like working, so like working too much, it's like working negative amounts. So it's just like sitting and just like, mindlessly scrolling reddit or like watching netflix or youtube or something it's definitely just like taking my mind off things and letting it just like turn into mush i'd say it's like not even games like really like it's not even like what it's not even playing games because like that takes mental effort it's like legit just full potato like nothing no no productivity whatsoever yeah actually that's that brings up a good point because i feel like during my burnout phases um it's like it is very zero to a hundred. I'm like a hundred at work or a hundred or whatever, and I'm like zero in every other part of my life. And I'm a potato watching like five hours of TV because that's the only thing I can do. Yeah. But I think it contributes to burnout more than it helps because mm-hmm. you're like that's all you do, and you're like kind of you feel even more like lethargic afterwards. You're kind of like I'm, I am potato, you yeah. know. <laughs> I'm potato. And, and then and then yeah can't even make a full sentence and then you go to sleep and you wake up and you go do your thing and you're like okay i'm gonna go watch five hours of tv again yeah um and then so it doesn't like make it like doesn't make it i don't know if it makes it worse but it doesn't make it any better you know Hmm. it's like a it's like a net neutral net neutral net neutral yes that's that's the right word yeah um i think oh actually obviously one for us was it would always be like physical activity i think yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> the way you framed it is like the way <laughs> dude 
You literally were just like one 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 thing for us <laughs> was always physical activity. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Sorry, it sounds like you're saying like you're insinuating <laughs> that we're we're getting physical together. <laughs> Yeah, let's get physical. Oh my god! Yeah. I I think I'm the only one who probably would have found that funny, but just the way you phrased it sounded like you were. <laughs> yeah. Sussy, sussy, sussy baka. Oh my god, sussy baka! <laughs> I've never heard that before. Okay, um, then. That's all for today's episode. As always, thanks for tuning in, and catch us on our next episode. You can find us on our Instagram at Big Trouble Podcast, where we're going to be posting more and more content for you, even though we haven't in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Please follow and subscribe to our podcast and rate it on whatever platforms you listen on. Thanks for listening to this episode. Hopefully, you guys aren't burnt out as much as we are. Um, and if you are, maybe your coping mechanism will be listening to our episode in two weeks. Bye, everybody.